Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. What if we, what if we involved our public in helping us decide? Oh, yeah. Honest Conversations podcast. There's a podcast called yes, Honest Conversations. Damn it! <laughs> Jeez, all the good uh, ideas, eh? All the good ideas. It's a, it's a faith podcast, though. Okay, well, we'll, we'll think I'll, I'm just... <laughs> my mind is like, you know, I directed my mind to find a good... Because I really like what you have soul to souls too, but you know, then it's going to be very spirit. It's going to give that very spiritual... It's It's got to... Are we live? Yes, we are. <laughs> Rick! Well, I just... Yeah, uh, I, I said five seconds. <laughs> I thought you were going to say go or something. Well, well okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm sitting here Googling while you're live. Excuse me, are you Googling? I was Googling. Guilty. Oh, God. Oh, hey, you know what? It's hard to interrupt an idea, a flow of an idea, right? A flow of thought. Yeah. But, I know. You, right? did, you did warn me a couple of times, and I kept going down my train of thought. <laughs> it's my if, own fault. If people, people are curious and watching uh, either live or in the recording, um, we are talking about a possible, let's just say possible, because we don't know really for sure, but uh, we're both sort of leaning towards a new rebranding of our uh, Wednesday wellness show. And um, Fatih was throwing out some ideas and one of them that she came up with was this honest conversation that was honest conversation right? honest conversations but there was a podcast already called that yeah so. yeah so i mean but you know it would have been a great name <laughs> it would have been a great name and maybe somebody else has got a, an idea for us uh who knows you know we're willing to look at anything and of course mm -hmm. all possibility so uh, um i mean one of the things that have always been on our back burner is turning this into a podcast you know taking our episodes and having it in a different format for other people to to um to listen because right now um uh, it's kind of awkward to kind of put put your put earphones on and just go out for a walk um it's not that easy but if it was in a podcast format um it could be right so i mean there's lots of different things to explore for sure i mean you could probably access it from facebook and your well you can it's just um I'm not sure what happened. I know with some of the platforms, like if you access it through YouTube, um, when you close your, your say you're using your yeah. phone, when you close yeah, it your phone, you it yeah. kicks you out. Unless you yeah. buy the subscription, right? Mm, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure on the, on the, I think Facebook still goes on in the background, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But, oh, well. I think Facebook is the same, actually. Is it? Mm -hmm. I think once you, you click out of it. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Could so, be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's worth experimenting, but uh, yeah. So we're kind of toying with that, you know, like it's, it's not that it's all part of our topic, really, when you think about it um, a little bit transitions and mm -hmm. what it entails. Um, uh, but um, I know we, we talked about this actually a couple of weeks ago. I'm just going to throw the title up, but the, um, and I kind of added this tagline about understanding change because for me, that also means change, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but when you first came up with, with the idea, what were, what were your ideas around? Like, what were you pointing to when you, when you were talking about transition specifically? Or was there anything? Well, I think life transitions. I mean, I, I work with, uh, the, I think as coaches, we work often with people that are in transition yes. somehow, right? Yes. Either it's like in their career or in their lives. Like I, I work with a lot of moms who are transitioning from being just themselves to becoming mothers. And then they, they, there's another transition when, 
they decide to go back into the world of, you know, into the workforce again, whether it is by starting their own business or going back to a corporate job. It's, a, it's another transition now with a very different set of circumstances, right? Once you, are, you have become a mother. Um, so it, I think transitions are all those disrupting circumstances that change what we are comfortable in, right? They, they put you in a, they take you out of your comfort mm -hmm. <laughs> and create somewhat of a discomfort for a while, right? Because when change happens, there's an adjustment that needs to happen. And, and transitions are often very difficult for people to navigate unless, you know, there's massive clarity or intention behind it or a very uh, well-defined plan and an understanding that it's just a temporary phase. Um, people can get really stuck in those transitions in, in lack of in com feeling confused, the lack of, you know, clarity and just um, wrestling even with who they are. Right, because yeah. because it kind of makes you question everything about yourself, everything that you identified with. So it can translate into a loss of identity or like confusion around who you are and what you want. Um, I mean, really anything you know can can happen in life that can disrupt that. Whether it is a transition, like a beautiful transition, like ha having children, becoming a parent, or it can be a transition like losing someone in your life or changing your career completely or things in the world change, you know, like coronavirus happened. We all transitioned into being indoors and changing the way we always did things. It's, it's, it's a word that just popped into my head while you were, while you were speaking was um, interruptions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or disruption. Or disruption. Uh, yeah. Uh, because it's, you know, reflecting a little bit on 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 some of the things that have uh, happened in my life, you have like pretty well all the same, you know, like you you graduate, you know, you get into the work life, um, you meet somebody, you get married, then you have kids, and the kids grow up, the kids graduate, you're empty nesters, um, some kids come back, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing, um, <laughs> you know, and then you're empty nesters again, but there's like there's life in itself is in constant change in constant change yes in constant mm -hmm. change and what i've noticed with myself and i you know it's like and having a career and then not having a career it's going from these and we we talked a little bit about it just before we got on and then we got distracted with google but <laughs> <laughs> But, but this, we're, we get sort of, all of a sudden we just get comfortable with the known, like we're, we're, mm -hmm. we're getting comfortable with our new role and then an interruption, something, mm -hmm. changes, something, something remarkably changes because, you know, in, in, in essence, we're, we're always changing. We just don't notice it. Right. And you know, I, I mean, one of the obvious ones is if you haven't seen somebody for such a long time and then all of a sudden you see them again, you go, oh, you've changed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I feel like you just read, read my mind. It is it is not about it is not about just change. Change is constantly happening in our lives. It's a it's a it's a greater degree of change, you know, like more sudden uh, that affects many different areas of, of your life, perhaps. Or, you know, it's a little more disruptive then you know like you're right life is constantly changing like every moment is gone the moment after right yeah. so yeah. change is part of life it's just transitions are, are, are like almost like letting go of certain things too right require us to just really like go of old ways of thinking of being of doing behaving uh, identifying uh, sometimes they're chosen sometimes they're not so well it, yeah no i was just gonna say i like i like i like your point um because it, as as part of the strategy right um you know i uh, uh for the graphics for this show i put up a, a cocoon and a butterfly mm -hmm. um, which is a very dramatic <laughs> transition that's happened 
um, you know, here's here's the uh, the caterpillar going merrily along in his life as if nothing's happening, eating leaves and doing whatever caterpillars mm-hmm. do. And then something happens. Now, this is, you know, the, no metaphor is perfect, but something obviously happens where he needs to he or she needs to trans um, transition. And part of that transition is giving up the fact that they're a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think f- from my point of view and my experience for myself with myself is the trouble I got myself into. And so the, the struggle, I'll, I'll say the struggle of the transition was not willing to let go of certain ideals or certain things that I was hanging on to thinking that they would serve me, serve me just as well in the future as they would have in the past. And yet the transition and not recognizing how big of a transition I needed to do or how big of a change was actually occurring in front of me. And one of the big, biggest ones for me was, um, was having a career and having no career. Mm. Like you made like more of a corporate career. Well, yeah. Just being your own boss. Yeah. 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 It's a big, it's a big change. Um, you know, as you were as you were talking, I got a little distracted trying to think if I could if I could repeat what we what I said to you last week <laughs> in this metaphor of the butterfly and motherhood, right? Do you remember when you mentioned we mentioned the the butterfly, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly? I was like, yeah, that is a little bit like motherhood, right? You turn mm-hmm. into this butterfly, and motherhood is a little bit like you have this two things that now belong to you and you don't quite know what to do with them. Yeah. And you don't quite get a good look at it for a long time, right? Until all of a sudden you realize how beautiful these wings are and how they expand you, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes some time to catch on to that because of this really massive transition that we go through. That's the way I at least experienced it. Like I, I turned into a mother and I was so like busy kind of feeling my body again and like understanding where I was at and what I was doing with this being. <laughs> it was yeah. my child that I was responsible for that I didn't really truly get a chance, an opportunity to take a good look at it and appreciate it and really see it for what it was for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, m- mommy brain. Uh, the overwhelm of, you know, just becoming a parent. Those are real things that we, as, as moms, and I'm sure you can speak to how fatherhood feels like, we, we go through it. And no one prepares you for that. No one really can predict how you personally are going to feel about it. But we go through it very much. And, and it, sometimes it takes some time for you to, at least where I was in my uh, mm-hmm. level of evolution as a human being. I was so like just uh, consumed by trying to gain control again, figure this thing out that I thought I had it all figured out, you know, yeah. with, you know, I have all my supplies. I have the crib. I have the decorations in place, you know. I have my brick looking what to expect book that I never opened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I could just like, you know, I'm just going to figure it out. And very much of it is just figure it out. But the just figure it out is also overwhelming sometimes, right? And it, it kind of takes away from experiencing, uh, experiencing it fully in the present. So yeah, it very much felt like, you know, you, you have turned into a butterfly, you feel very much like a caterpillar still, with some extra stuff that you don't know what to do with. And you don't realize how beautiful the extra stuff that you have is until you get an opportunity to take a good look at yourself, which sometimes may take a little while. <laughs> it's just like those showers that you don't get an opportunity to take for a while <laughs> or sleep. Or, or, yeah, like you're, there's a sense of you're never alone, right? Yeah, I mean, in a way, you're never alone for a long time. When when you have a baby, you're never alone for a long time. For me, it was eight months, and then I decided to accept some help, <laughs> accept the fact that just doing it all on my own was just adding a lot of stress. 
but yeah, you go from being, you know, full control of your time and, you know, to it doesn't really belong to you fully anymore. It's a big, big transition. And then, and then there's the other transition. And, and I'm going to use work as, uh, for this one because, I mean, I, it's very similar to what me and my wife have experienced when the kids left. And uh, and just to give give everybody a, 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 I was I was sharing this with my daughter today that um, as parents we never really stop kind of worrying like we're always parents like they're just you know even though we don't have no kids at home or anything like that it seems like you know we're always doing parenting things right it's all part mm -hmm. of the thing um, and but what the one transition that was the most sort of i'll say interesting was to have a scheduled career where i would i knew i was doing something every day monday to friday and then suddenly because i was laid off suddenly um the next day i was not employed hmm. and 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 there's that sense of oh like Okay, so what next? Like before, it was sort of like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, we're going to have a child, and you have this anticipation. The child comes, and you go, oh, okay, you know, kind of, and you kind of roll into it a little bit. But yes, you know, there's identities that that need to be sort of let go of, so the transition is a little bit easier. But the sudden ones, and mm -hmm. you, you know, and there's other other ways of suddenly having that <clears throat> happen to people in life where things are are disruptive for whatever reason. Um, and, and you're left with a really kind of a void of like, there's, there's half fear and half excitement. Mm -hmm. Right. It's sort of like, okay, I'm not sure what's <clears throat> going to be next, but hmm, I can pretty well do anything I want, you know, kind of a thing. Like, it's like, okay, so now what do I just, Maybe I'll just ride it for a while or do whatever, right? But there's just, there's a sense of, I guess, loss in as as part of a a natural progression of, of transition. But it, it is a, it, it's not just a sense of loss; it is a loss, right? Well, you're right. Is, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a loss of your identity, is a loss of structure, right? The structure that you get from going to work and, you know, I'm going to be there this time every day. I'm, these are the jobs that I'm going to, you know, do every day from this time to this time to it, right? Things are very like structured when you go in, into work, yeah. Yeah. like a work environment. Yeah. And so I think that, and that's very much how I coach moms who were in a corporate job before and then they let, you know, let it go. They were just full-time moms for a while somehow we don't really connect the dots to that structure, what keeps us organized. And, and, and that's how we get things done. Even in our lives, it applies to our everyday lives too with our children, yeah. right? Yes. And so I, I find that often, like for instance, in my case, I didn't actually miss my job because I didn't actually love my job, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I missed was the structure that the job gave me. Right, the, the being able to predict my days and know that it was going to start at this time. Well, I wasn't very sure what time it was going to end every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was open-ended a little bit. But, you know, like knowing like, you know, around this time I take lunch break, that was kind of questionable too in my case. Okay, let's not talk about me. But, you know, like there is some structure to work life and going into, into a, you know, office or, you know, job when you have a job. Yeah. And so, you know, part of that loss you can do something about actually right when you start thinking about your own life in terms of what well, i need to give my own personal life structure you know yeah. not just in terms of um everything what i do with my kids or what time i do with their activities like just really put them on a calendar right like what time i take my lunch breaks if i if exercise is important to me put it on your calendar like Okay, so in some sense, that part of the loss can be replaced by you managing your time in a more structured way, right? Yeah, and it doesn't mean, I just want to, because that's exactly what ended up happening for me. Yeah. Um, 
inadvertently we ended up uh, getting a, a pet, a dog. Okay. And, you know, and I and I kind of call her. Her name's Willow, and I kind of call her um, my my rescue dog in a sense, um, because there, there was this void, and 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 ah. you're absolutely correct. There was some structure and purpose missing, mm-hmm. and, and it's not that I I don't think we're suggesting that you have to you know reschedule your life exactly like you had your work life. No, in a lot, no. of, ways, a lot of ways some of it was not healthy. But this did provide me with with a sense of purpose, and there was some structure because every day, and I've been doing it for the last six years because I've been in this this um, away from it for about six years now. But every day I've gotten up and I'm out by seven o'clock or six o'clock in the morning, depending on on the time time changes. Um, yeah, I, I got some str- like, and then the then the rest of the day just seems to fold much easier. You know, just that little bit of structure. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're habitual beings. Let's just be honest with our own nature. The brain likes likes routine. The brain likes structure because then it doesn't have to figure it out every minute of the day. What am I going to do next? True. What am I going to do in the next hour, right? That takes up a lot of mental effort to do yeah. every day, right? Yeah. And, and also I'm not yeah. suggesting that that's gonna fix it, right? Because I think what is difficult about transitions, especially what you're speaking to, is that identity loss, right? Like identifying with your role, you know, in, in your job and what you were doing and all of a sudden that's gone, right? So it's not just about structure, it's a, it's a, a lot more complex than that. It is about, yeah. right? And I'm and I'm also not I, I don't want people to go out and get dogs either as as the solution. <laughs> <laughs> you know what worked for me worked for me, right? And that's yeah. the, that's yeah. you know from a coaching perspective, it's got to work for you, right? You know, but yeah, I mean, uh, there was a, there was a sense of identity, you know, and but you know, part of transitioning is understanding your own innate creative force in the sense of recreating an identity. Absolutely, yeah. And and you know what, like uh, I I also heard you say, I I felt like I had no purpose, right? And I think that it makes a lot of sense why that, that is and why it feels that way. And a way to counter that is to just really sit down and Think, think, you know, just clarify to yourself, well, at this point of my life, what do I really want, right? Because often, like, we feel lost and unclear because we haven't given it the time, you know, to, we haven't get, put enough time into thinking about what do I want today? You know, three years ago, that was my goal. Is this still my goal today, right? Does that still fit and align with me? Is this still something that excites me and motivates me? What is my purpose, yeah. right? And I think that I, that's the reason why working with a life coach during a life transition is so powerful because that's the kind of work that we do. We help people really kind of regroup with themselves and think about what what do I do? What do you want? What would like move you? Can you think big? Where do you want to be in an ideal life, right? That is the that is the toughest that is tough question for for a lot of people is to Mm -hmm. because at the surface this is what i look like i want Mm -hmm. but at the deeper level it's really not it it you know it's but there's it's i think it's easier to see that when there's a bit of a loss piece and i'll call it loss where there's something missing going forward I'm curious though, because from from your from your uh, perspective on when kids come into your life, so there's there's an addition. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at, right? So, I know so, you're getting at. Yeah. So, so when when we speak about mission, you know, it's almost like, well, your mission is now you're supposed to be a mother, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that sort of pops into your head, but but. But there's still that peak that helps with the transition. I don't know. 
Can you can you speak a little bit? To well, that? I mean, I, I think specific, I think parenthood is probably d different than anything else, right? Because it just completely shifts even your values and what matters. You're no longer just having a vision just for yourself, right? And like you said, <laughs> there's an addition right now. So you could have everything super clear and then this human being comes in into your life and now they completely depend on you and everything that you do or think has to include them one way or another, right? Well, I'm not saying go out and have drinks with your friends, with your newborn. I mean, you could do that, but I'm just saying, you know, like long-term, what's my purpose? You know, like, what do I want to do with my life? They're going to be included in that because that them being in your life is going to put some conditions onto what you can do right? Some limitations, you know, time-wise of what you can do with a little child, right? Until they grow older. So yeah, it's, it's a massive transition for everyone because it just shifts everything in your life. You're no longer one, now you're two, possibly three. I mean, some people have six at a time. <laughs> that, would be, that would be really difficult. Um, but you know, so yeah, now you're adding on to and you're you have to completely change the way you think of everything life yourself your priorities your goals right so, so it's different it, it and this is where I'm, I'm i'm a little curious like because i i mean my 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 kids are, are adult kids now and they've gone through this you know they've all gotten children and stuff like that and and of course i've obviously I've gone it from a father's perspective. Um, and I, and I want to say, I think there's a, it's a little bit easier, I think for the fathers in the sense of, I still had my identity with work and, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, but when, when your wife has a career and all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's a, it, there appears to be, and I, and I could be totally wrong about it, a tension now between, the balance between motherhood and career, motherhood and career. 100%. Yeah. Even when you make a choice, even when you make a choice, which I made to just yeah. stop working because I yeah. wanted to spend time with my children, <clears throat> there's a whole set of perceptions that you have to deal with, your own judgment of yourself. Uh, there's a sense of um, everything that I've done until now was for nothing, you know, like you feel like you're missing out. You feel like you're not living a normal life anymore. Uh, I mean, you spend a lot of time with a baby that doesn't talk or interact with you in the way that an adult does. So there are, there were days I was like, oh my God, I love you, but how many more diapers can I change without, you know, like, going crazy right yeah. so it's um it becomes even when you make the choice feeling really good about it there are moments that you're like what did i do <laughs> you know like what did i do because anyone that has been through motherhood will tell you it's the hardest job you'll ever have it is much easier to go back to work and as i say that i say it cautiously because i have a lot of friends that went back to work that also is a very difficult decision that also is feels conflicting because okay. now you are you're split your time is split between your, your your children your child and work and when you're working or not with your child right so that doesn't even feel fully right no. so there's perceptions around that too there's your own judgment around it too there's your own feelings around it there's there's the sense of missing out in there too it, it almost is like you can't get it right no matter what decision you make exactly exactly yeah. and yet it, and it's unfortunate that that it, that turns out that way because it, it, a lot of it is yeah. cultural right it's like depending on how you're cultural social you know, cultural, cultural yeah right you know yeah. it's like um you know the pressures of keeping a career you know kind of a thing oh you're gonna give up your whole career you know kind of a thing um you know there's all sorts of that and nothing and i'm not saying anything's right or wrong about any decision that anybody really wants to make but they're but it's that angst and conflict that that kind of 
for me is the sticky point in transitions. So mm -hmm. like, you know, transitions are inevitable. Like, you know, like, like, and, and part of having it sort of go smoothly is recognizing where the difficulties are happening, where the rubs are happening, where the mm -hmm. struggle appears to be happening. Mm -hmm. and, and then getting getting more to the source of and I and really it's asking that same question right regardless if it's a dual you know I, I want to keep my career I want uh, uh, you know the balance work like balances what do you really want yeah what do you really want and I would say really 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 let go of any perception any social conditioning I know it, it it's often not easy to realize, self-realize that you're conditioned by certain beliefs, social beliefs, right? Um, the sense that a mom, a stay-at-home mom is lazy. I mean, I think every mom that has made that decision has felt that way, especially in New York City. You know, oh yeah, you just took the easy way out. And it's like, yeah, you wanna come and change some diapers for a whole day? <laughs> Do I punch you on the right or do I punch you on the left, right? And it's like, there's nothing easy about motherhood, but because of the way society looks down on women that make that decision, because society does not put value, at least the one I live in, does not put value on motherhood and making a decision to be with your children in, the, in these like crucial first years, there is zero value being put on that. Even when you go through a divorce, which I am, it's like yeah. zero monetary value, right? In a society that everything is run by how much it costs and how much is worth, motherhood is worth nothing. Yeah. What did you do? Are you gainfully employed? That's all that matters. And it's, it's a shame. It really is a shame. And it's something that I know there's a lot of, um, you know, activism around this because it's a real social problem. The motherhood is not being seen as the really hardcore job that it is. And there's no shame around it. There is no, you know, like feeling like you took the easy way out because any mom who went back to work, decided to stay with their kids later, they went back to work. And I'm like, that was too hard, right? And, and what makes it hard? It is all the, you know, the judgment around it, the, you know, feeling like, you know, you have to be ashamed that you decided to do that and you must you must have not been good at what you did. And, you know, and again, I am, this is my perspective. I live in New York City. It's a highly competitive environment, very driven people, you know, like career really matters to most people in this town. So yeah. that makes it very difficult for a lot of women. And it's a, it's a shame. I really went through that for years. It was very, very hard. And and out here, just to give credit to the the too is is the way and, and this is sort of going off on a bit of a tangent, but so many families now cannot afford to have somebody stay home without some kind of yeah yeah, yeah and so yeah. you know it is all about dual incomes now it it you know in the fifties you know there was the there was the stay at home mom right you know it's like oh you want a career like what's you know all this and now it's kind of flipped around a little bit but mm -hmm. but you know uh within our own ec economy you know a lot of people are not don't have that luxury of choice in and that they are you know within i don't know what the maternity leaves are nowadays but um within a short period of time they have to make a shameful choice. here they're yeah. shameful that's yeah. all i have to say like your baby's barely out of the womb you have to go back yeah. to work yeah. It's really and shameful. A little yeah. bit like this here too. Um, and yeah. you don't get your full wage and you don't get all this. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of what has felt like I have no choice, but to, right. Which also, yeah. which also slows down the transition, right. There's because as mm -hmm. long as you're kept in struggle, you'll never really truly come out of the cocoon. You're always That's, you just hit it in the head. Exactly. Because why are we talking about all this is the fact that it's not just that the transition is difficult. It's what surrounds the transition, like the, the social conditioning, the environment, how supportive the environment is. What are your own expectations? Because 
whether we like it or not, we ha we have our own conditioning that we inflict to yeah. our own selves, right? Yeah. So all of the conditioning and, and the perceptions and the environment and the society and the laws, all of that doesn't really help often with transitions, right? And like, especially if you're not, not feeling well or you're feeling a little bit depressed, there's perceptions around that too, right? You go to a therapist, there's perceptions around that as well, right? So yeah, transitions are really difficult in on themselves, but what, what you're saying is very true. Like you can't really use any energy. To, you, you can't really dedicate yourself like fully to going through this transition smoothly if you're dealing with all this other stuff that surrounds it. It does make it a lot more difficult to navigate and to overcome. And, and you know, and um, kind of flip a little bit back to, to in my example, um, and we should be doing a parent parenting show too. I think that we should. Yeah, we should. And, and but um, when I, you know, the the lost one, you know, like having having a career and then all of a sudden finding, you know, all this free free time. Um, there's a lot of perceptions around that too. I, I didn't think about that. You know, in the sense, you know, I had people coming up to me saying, "Oh, you're so lucky. It's great having all this free time." Mm -hmm. um, you know, and all this kind of like I should be rejoicing, and mm -hmm. and there wasn't a lot of rejoice, at least not in the beginning. You know, it was sort of like I felt like I was, I felt lost. I truly felt like I I I had no direction all of a sudden. You know, even though I had various other things. You know, I had my coaching certificate at that time, and and I had lots of opportunity, but it it still felt like there was no clear breadcrumb in front of me that I could grab mm -hmm. onto. Um, but life certainly did give me lots of other things to deal with, which in, you know, in hindsight, I'm grateful for the fact that I didn't have to worry about going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, that, and I've shared this before, you know, my parents got, got ill. So there was an opportunity to spend some time with that. My mom got really ill. So there was a lot of time I got to spend with her. Um, I ended up with cancer. So I had to deal with some of, you know, parts of that you know so there was there was like you and this is the part of transition that i can you can i guess you can only really appreciate in reflection because when you're in the thick of it it doesn't feel that way you don't see it you don't see the gift that's in it right you don't see the blessings at the end yes mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely because because again we have no idea what the future really and and maybe this is all part of it. Yes, this cocoon feels like shit right now, mm -hmm. and and you coming out looking like like that's not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? But you know, like I think the gist of what's coming out of this conversation for me is that as as crappy as that feels, as difficult as that is, you know, like an identity, like a loss of identity is, is not a you know, everyday thing that you go through or something that you overcome in a day or two, it really takes a lot of regrouping and working out, like in, intentionally working on yourself and figuring out. But but what it, what is coming out from this is how crucial the environment around us is. And in, to, in any transition, if that environment was supportive, we would actually have the time to do the work that is required to get through it. And the cocoon would not feel as sticky and as oppressing or, you know, like difficult to navigate. If we had a support system that worked for us instead of judging us, instead of all these other things that we just discussed, right? Which again, and it's, it, I'm, it's not just to like, I'm not just making a pitch for coaching, but like, that's why it's so it, it is so beneficial to have someone that walks along that path with you because you feel supported. Well, navigating something that is difficult to navigate on your own because there, you, there's all these environmental, you know, like uh, elements that are kind of working against you well, often. And that was one of the things that I I know I I have I'm not sure if I shared it in any of our episodes, but. You know, I've, I've shared some of the highlights about, you know, the, the, the loss of the job and, and all the other stuff after, that came after it. I did have a secret weapon. Okay. Okay. So, so when, they, when they did release me from work and let me go, like in the layoff, 
part of the deal was they gave me a coach. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They gave, well, they gave me an opportunity to get to get some coaching and counseling kind of a thing. Okay. And and I took advantage of it. Like I I said yes. I said I said you know you're going to give me this because there was two things. One, I was interested in that field. Mm -hmm. right? I I wanted to get more involved in it, and I was able to you know talk to this to this coach about about it. And he gave me some really clear, clear, good ideas of what to do next, mm -hmm. uh, which I would never have. I, I, they were brilliant at the in the time because they really helped me solidify the direction I wanted to go. Right. Because um, he basically said, well, if you're interested in coaching, uh, go out and interview coaches, go out and find, you know, a dozen different coaches from all over wherever and uh, set up times with them and go interview them about what it's like to be a coach. You know, oh, never thought, well, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, but you know what? He was also there when I went through cancer. He was there when my folks were sick. He was there when I couldn't, couldn't figure out what to do. You know, my timetables, I was overwhelmed, you know, you know, so it was like, it was a little bit like a, a secret weapon, you know, kind of a thing. And yeah, it was only once a week, but that once a week, you know, there was so much packed in that one hour that, that just put things in perspective. So I could see a lot more clearly what the next week was going to, you know. I mean, I, th I think this is bringing up such an important point, right? You could spend one hour talking to the right person we can help guide you, mm -hmm. help you bring the best out in yourself. Like you get clarity, right? And like come out clear and like with a plan and like, you know, feel like it was truly supported. And then you could spend a whole week trying to get the same thing from your friend, from your mom, from so-and-so from work and don't, none of those people, not for nothing, not, there's nothing against doing that, but no. they may not be qualified to give you that kind of support. And that's a mistake that we often make. We tend to just go to the people in our lives for support, for, you know, like, well, what do you think I should do? You know, like, can you give me advice on this, right? And, yeah. and I love all my people. They're all good at something. They're all excellent at something, but they yeah. can't all, you know, like cater to my needs in the way that someone who does this for a living can. Right. So that one hour, can, huh? Yeah. They can't be objective. Like they can't, they, because they, they can are so be objective. Yeah. yeah. But they're also not experts in this, right? Let's just call ourselves what we are. We're experts in this, right? So it's like I have a tooth pain and I'm going to go and see a dermatologist, you know, like <laughs> it's not very helpful. Right. Or like, you know, my, my, my tooth hurts and I'm going to go talk to my friend Molly. It's like, what is she going to do? You know, it's a little bit like that when you're going through a life transition, like, you know, let's say even you just lost your job or speaking to someone who knows what they're talking about, who can really like point you in the right direction, can really help you tap into your own wisdom, knowledge, resources is very different than going to your friend who has all these perceptions of you, his, his own ideas of what is, you know, like work hard, work, 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 you know, this is how I climbed the ladder. You know, it's like everyone's going to have their own idea of what is, you know, like, you know, ultimately what they want in their lives, right? And it's not necessarily going to be what you want. No. So, yeah, you know, go to go and talk to someone who can actually help you. And there's nothing wrong with talking to your husband or to your wife or to, you know, to your friends. They may be able to advise you on several things. But if they don't do this for a living, it, it's just another opinion. And, right? and that's, couple, you know, a couple of things on about that, though, is what I... What I appreciated was is that that not only did it give me clarity, but it also gave me um, the strength to look within for what was working for me, right? Because there's there's 
you know, there's so many self-help books out there and there's so many nice, good people with good intentions, you know, that will say, you know, like, well, this, you know, you should try this. This is because it worked for them. But we're all living separate lives. We're all living different. We're seeing the world differently. We're experiencing it differently. So solutions have to be based on your experiences and what's real for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, and that's why I'm, I, I kept saying, you know, like asking you, like being curious, because there's no way. I mean, sure, my wife's here, but her experience of motherhood is different than your experience. Of course. Of yeah. Right? And, you know, and, I, and I'm going to say this again environment, environment, environment. The environment makes a very big difference, right? The, the, the mom, the working mom in a big city, is not the working mom in the suburbs, right? Like your environment, what is your what is your financial situation? What does your husband do? You know, like what are your circumstances, right? Which is going back to your point of self-help books are great. I think they're great because they start or they start a conversation, mm-hmm. right? And if you're motivated enough, you can go really far. I think I have gone really far, but I certainly needed aid and help along the way. And I would have, I would not be here if I didn't have coaches helping me along the way, push me past those growth pains, those blocks. When I hit blocks where on my own, I would have reverted. On my own, I would have been stuck there. Yep. On my own, I would have been in my own rabbit hole. I could yep. have, I would have, I would have moved on to the next self-help book to the next self-development program to the next you know quest having someone that does this you know like just reflects back on you what is actually happening what what you where you're stuck what you cannot see is is invaluable is invaluable it is not at all like doing it yourself for one thing, my experience in my own personal life with the people that I love dearly, that are so very stuck, that I've tried to help, they can't even start. They can't even start. You can give them all the resources you want, but until the person has the push, that motivation, that clarity, the purpose super clear, they're just not going to take those steps or unless something really, really big happens, right? Like often we have to just be at the very bottom to want to go back up. There's no more going down. Okay. The only way is up, right? Mm-hmm. And often people that do make dramatic changes in their lives are people that have been at the very, very bottom. Yeah. That's in that's, yeah, that's unfortunate, fortunate. And everybody has a different level of bottom. Right. Uh, everybody everyone has, has a very different level right? of bottom. Yeah. But it really comes down to like all change starts with awareness. Right. So where wherever that awareness occurs, and it's usually at that point where something has to give, something has to, you know, like you know, um call it the bottom, um, where you're aware of this can't continue. Like I, I, there's something, something fundamentally needs to change. Like this is. This but, but is it's it's the start though, because awareness yeah. without action is stagnant. Hundred <laughs> percent. But it always, right? starts, it always starts. It always there. starts there. Always starts Absolutely. Because if you don't even think you have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's nowhere to go, right? So, a couple of a couple of things that can uh, wrapping up our our subject a little bit, like to make for me transition becomes easier when i'm aware of the struggle Mm -hmm. and when i'm reminded that it's part of the process too Mm -hmm. because the world is constantly changing and it and for me it's either either i am not moving fast enough where i'm moving too fast right so there's the there's the balance of of either I'm being overwhelmed with everything where I need to slow down or I am sort of, I'm not going to say depressed, but it feels pressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like something's feels heavy. Yes. Feels heavy. Yes. Yeah. Where I need to get more involved, get more, 
participation into it. So I mean, so for me, it's a lack of participation where it looks like I'm doing nothing and it's unhealthy versus too much where everything feels overloaded. Like I can't, I, I don't know which way I'm going, right? right? I'm really, <laughs> so for me, it's understanding, you know, first of all, being aware of which zone I'm in and then understanding a little bit more about where I need to be. Um, and uh, yeah, and certainly having a, having a coach walk through that is very beneficial and you know and uh, from time to time i find myself I, I need a coach but a lot of times it's it's becoming as you grow in this you start to become more self-aware and you start to regulate yourself you could see it in yourself and that's that's the ultimate goal is to is to, be able to regulate and and then realize how adaptable you really are well, and in terms of uh, that regulation piece, mm -hmm. the awareness part is one. The way we regulate is by expressing what's in there, right? What's what's creating the discomfort. And it's important to understand that all transitions in some sense are is grieving some type of loss, right? And, and with grief, right, or loss, it's really important that you go through feeling it, feeling the grief of yeah. losing that job or like losing the you that you wear or like, you know, the identity that you had. Because for as long as you just judge it as like, oh, this is silly, you know, like, you know, why am I feeling get this? Get over it, feel? get over it. Yeah, get over it. It's all gonna work out. Everything happens for a reason, you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. boys don't cry or whatever it is, right? It's important to actually feel it, to feel the grief of, you know, I am grieving this transition because I have transition means that you're letting go of something. What are you chose to, or it's just happening, you know, because of other circumstances, or, or, what or was and no longer is, right? And admit you're having a, a tough time. Like there's nothing wrong. Of with course, it. of course, yeah. Ex express it and don't judge it. So it's express it, release it let it let it just be and, and don't judge it don't like get all like angry at yourself and feel guilty or shame or none of those feelings really do anything other than disempower us right like and now i feel guilty and, and ashamed that i lost my job and how is that changing your situation yeah yeah it's not right yeah. it's just making you even feel worse about it so all of those feelings that we are wired to feel, again, conditioning, are useless, right? We just feel them because that's that's what we're used to going through, judging ourselves because we were judged, right? And so we do that to ourselves. The moment that you can let go of the judgment and you can just accept the fact that you're sad and, and you know what, it is just what I feel. It, the feeling is there, it's undeniable and it's okay. It's hard to go from doing something every single day for so many years to not having that thing anymore and, and, and be okay with it. And, and a gentleman that, you know, uh, part of, part of his teaching, you know, like Sid, uh, his name was Sid Banks. And I was reminded today in another uh, co uh, conversation, you know, his quote of, you know, if we can only learn not to be afraid of our experiences, not to be afraid of our feelings. That alone could change the world. 100%. Yes. You know, and, and we, the way this person explained it to me, it's all, he says, it's almost like we have a phobia on our feelings. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this because I don't want to feel this way. Right. I don't want to go on a, on an airplane because I feel I have a fear of flying. Right. I don't want to do this because I have a fear of, of whatever right and and yet all it is is just telling you you're human right like like and when you live that feeling like acknowledge it for what it is it's it's yeah you're sad great right there's there's nothing wrong with you and and if you allow the sadness and you've allowed the feelings and you allow the experience like the transition doesn't 
turn into a struggle at that point. It actually turns into part of the process. It just turns in. It's just part of the deal. Yeah, and, and the feelings, once you express them, they're gone. They're yeah. gone. Just just like humor me and try it. <laughs> just experiment for once. Let yeah. the feelings come, express, like surge, yeah. and then you see what happens. What happens is now they're gone because yeah. they had an opportunity to have a say. There's a part of you that needed to express that. Yeah. And once it, it's been done and you acknowledge it and you don't shame it and put it down and judge it, there's nothing else to say. It's been said, right? Yeah. It's been expressed. Yeah. It's just a part of us that needs to be seen. Yeah. And everyone loves to be seen. So, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's just parts of us that are grieving the loss of something that made us feel comfortable. And comfort is safety. And we are creatures that love to be safe right like safety yeah. oh, is like primal survival mechanism right i mean yeah. like, like yeah. we and and sometimes we get mixed up when we get a certain feeling we think it's it's a signal for danger mm -hmm. yeah. right well. and and we need to really look at our perceptions like we need to you know are you really in danger like yeah. what is what is what are you what are you really fearful of right so anyways it's yeah, a because, because i think you know the other side of transition what's difficult in transitions like one is like grieving what has been lost yeah. the other is what we do with everything projecting what mm -hmm. may not happen you being stuck in this forever like i will never get a job again you know i will never be seen as someone that's successful or I'll never be able to make, pay my bills. We're projecting, we're taking, you know, like a fear that we have and projecting it into the future, yep. even though it hasn't happened yet. So it's, it's the, we, we, we're very predictable. <laughs> Can we just all agree to well, this? That once you understand these basic concepts that you know how human beings, you know, like work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we like to think that we can predict the future. But yeah, no, there's absolutely no way. There's there's absolutely no way. And and for me, the 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 hope message in any transition is, and it sounds really funny, in the in the sense of, um, you know what? You just don't know. You know, like if you can get comfortable with the phrase "I don't know." it was it and and know that you are more than capable of taking care of anything that comes your way um yeah i mean it's all possible right it's all possible anything's possible like i i i didn't think that it would be possible to sit in a in in a zoom room you know uh 4 hours away from you know a lady in brooklyn <laughs> You know, kind of thing, you know, I, you, I could not have predicted that when I lost my job. Yeah, that I would be you could here. Have not. Right? Nope. No way. No way. Now, if I, if I had decided that I was going to plan my future, I don't think this would have come up <laughs> as part of the plan. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And yet, I, I do strongly believe that we're constantly creating a reality right sure. yes the whole conversation probably for another talk well, we actually have, i think we have a guest that might be able to speak to that uh, pretty, pretty right well. right yeah. right yeah. very exciting yeah. so you know if you if you want to experiment with that idea right and if you want to just give it a try and see if it's true there's one thing for sure that's not going to benefit you is to create to create thoughts that create a reality that you don't want, right? So experiment, just really set your mind on the things that you want and believe the things that serve you, that make you feel empowered, right? Believing that you will never have a job again, believing that you'll be stuck wiping butts all day long, that's not very <laughs> empowering. And yet, I have to admit, it felt very much like that. I felt like I will never, ever, ever, wipe the last you know the last spot like the, uh, when am i gonna not have to buy diapers <laughs> right 
it just feels like it, it's going to be the rest of your life. Yeah. Very much so. And then baby number two came. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm starting over again. It's more diapers. <laughs> How many years? And then another potty training, yeah. right? Sometimes, you know, it, it feels very much like that. Now, looking back, I'm like, that was so silly, you know? But, that's, so but in the moment, when you're caught in the moment. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm just going to be wiping butts and vacuuming crumbs all day long and stepping on toys. That's the way it felt. Sometimes it still feels that way. <laughs> I'm not wiping butts anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, uh, <clears throat> what, I what I enjoy about it, it's at the top of our, but I was just going to sort of wrap up. Like, what I enjoy about our conversations is every it didn't matter which topic that we have it it always encompasses just about every aspect of everybody's life right yeah because we're always we're always transitioning whatever was going on we're in a transition mode right we're always in a transition mode we're evolving um you know we we touched on labels we touched on cultural we touched on circumstances we touched on being a victim to all that um you know, um, yeah, no, it's been a really enriching conversation and, and, um, and I guess that's, that's, uh, you know, that's the conclusion of it is you can sit in that and sit in like judging yourself and feeling bad about your transition and feeling lost and all that. And that is a spiral that's going to go on and on and on and on. It's easy to just sit in that, right? You just do, it's not easy. Maybe that's not the right word, but it's predictable what's going to happen if that is the way you're going to, your, your attitude is going to be. And there's a way to just kind of see it for what it is and live in the moment and let it run its course and, and take it as an opportunity to do the, you know, the work of clarifying things for yourself and really look and revision, review your values, your goals, your uh, purpose, you know, like just readjust. None of those things are set in stone. We are constantly changing. And so even what we want changes, right? What I thought I wanted even, I think I said this to you like a couple years ago when I did my life book, when I wrote all the goals that I had, very much of it had to do, none of it had to do with coaching. Mm -hmm. all, all of it had to do with the business that I had at the time, my e-commerce, social activism, fashion, None of it had to do with this. Now, when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel that way about it anymore. Yeah. But I was yeah. super passionate yeah. about it then, right? Yeah. So we are constantly changing and evolving. And so even what we want is not just set in stone. So we do have to do this work of reassessing and relooking at the goals that we have set and the things that we believed we wanted to accomplish and, and just check in with ourselves. Is that still what I want? Is that still Would that valid? still fulfill me? Yeah, yeah. is that Absolutely. still valid? Is that still aligned with me? Right, because so, if you're changing, right? So, are, so are you saying we have permission to change our mind? Of course. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to a fashion designer turned into a coach. <laughs> Could you imagine if, if, yeah, no, no, it's yeah, and thank goodness they got rid of bell bottoms, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they always come back, though. So. I know they're coming back. I know they're coming back. But, uh, anyways, this has been a really fun conversation, and but it, uh, and I like I like the way you kind of wrapped it up. I appreciate that, and and um, so um, next week we'll have another one. We'll have another one, and then we're going to have a guest coming up. Yes, uh, is it at the end of April? It's towards the end of April. Yeah, yeah. His name's Dom Dominic, and um, we haven't quite settled on a on a on our topic. Um, he's kind of left it open for us, but uh, I think a little bit of a continuation of this one might be a, a you know like mm -hmm. creating the future and things like that. So he's a master coach out of the ICF, um, master trainer coach. I understand too something. But um, anyways, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait for that this conversation then because I'm super excited to discuss all of this <laughs> yeah yeah no, awesome anyway you have a wonderful week everybody that's listening uh or listening today or watching the recording 
um, please make sure share this, um, share our web, our pages with, with uh, your friends and family and our YouTube channel. Make sure you like it, subscribe to it, all those different things that you have to do in a social media setting. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, spending time with us. And thank you, Fatih. Thank you, Rick. And and if you have any good ideas for a name, oh. send it our way. That's not yeah. taken. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're uh, we're open to all sorts of uh, suggestions, and, and including uh, future topics too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Don't hold us back. All right, bye. everyone. Bye bye. Bye. And we hold. <laughs> or not. <laughs>you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights your experience of the show means a lot to us so please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review this action matters to us more than you know you can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time. <laughs>